Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy Howell and I'm joined by my dad Chris to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the video production company Howell Film and each week we will be discussing all sorts like what happens behind the scenes on our projects, getting results from your video content, how to start using video in your business and plenty more to come. We are always up for candidly conversing about creativity. On this episode we are answering the question... Why do you, why is it important to have a strict production process? So without further ado, let's get started. And of course, never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe, as well as finding Howl Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Let's go. So, um, firstly, every time you say "my dad, Chris" at the, at the <laughs> intro, um, it does. It, as, you, as you as you sound like older and mature and and sort of very corporate and professional, I'm just sounding more like. <laughs> you you just you just need to add the word "my sad old dad, Chris" in there. So <laughs> I, I think I think I think we're going to have to change it to something more. Glam and ritzy and corporate. Yes. I'm Izzy Howell and I'm joined by founder and CEO. <laughs> founder and CEO. King, Let's do that. King no, and king, uh, like his lordship, and his lordship, Chris. Oh, um, well, I'm so sorry. Why is it, that's, that's right. <laughs> Thanks uh, for letting me know on air. That's good. Uh, why? Oh, stop coughing. I'm sorry. Um, why? Why is it important to have a strict production process? Well, because and this is to put it straight down the line. Straight answer. We're sat in a new office, by the way, so we're sat in a completely new space, which is very weird. It, feels a bit weird, it, it? does feel like we're we're not meant to be here. <laughs> feels like we just robbed the place. Um, so we need a you need a strict production process because if you don't, straight to the point, your film will fall apart because it is very very hard to make something tangible um, and make a really good narrative driven cinematic film without knowing the basics of where you are, why you're doing it, what you're doing, and having a message and also editing it effectively. Well, it's like cooking. It's like it's like yeah. it's it's like a it's like any experiment that you've got a a method and you've got all your all your ingredients, <laughs> just like cooking. Uh, because essentially if you didn't have a strict production process plan oh, production wow. process plan to follow, it would be a bit like turning up with um, a box of raisins some eggs, I don't know, some duck legs, um, and a load of stuff out of your cupboard, and saying, "Oh, make me a make me a wedding cake." It ain't gonna happen. And I think. Well, you haven't tried my cakes. So. <laughs> well, exactly. Uh, I think. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> why are we giddy? I don't know why we're so giddy today. Too much coffee. Um, the the issue. So the the key thing is, um, your production process must be strict. Because in reality, um, like, a, like a lot of things, and like I've been known to say at length in the past, the, the key is the planning and the old cliche about uh, failing to plan, you will plan to fail, um, is really important. Because if you haven't dealt with each tiny element um, at the <laughs> outset, what will happen is that tiny element will grow and grow and grow and become a big element on the shoot and everyone will look at each other and it'll all become expensive and no one will know what to do and everyone will, will look for someone else to blame and the whole thing will turn to not very goodness. 
had. That's a good summary. I think that's why um, pre-production is essential. Like when we say pre-production, that is a whole process, a bit like post-production. Um, they're two, before. but before um, that is essentially a process that can go on for weeks. It can it can be a day it could be weeks it could be months depending on the scale of the project and I think what tends to happen is at the start of the project if you if you get the idea and you know exactly what you want to do um working with people like us where we will help you develop those ideas in a realistic sense so you know if you want to create a Hollywood blockbuster obviously the budget has to reflect that um but we have to make sure that practically those ideas and those creative concepts can be delivered. And I think that is the key for pre-production is thinking, how do I turn that idea where people imagine the finished project, the finished product before they've even seen it or had a go at making it? And pre-production essentially is about taking that idea and thinking, how do I practically deliver that? So it's as close to what we wanted it to be. And sometimes that process is moving as far away from that idea as we possibly can and thinking of alternatives. But pre-production goes into that um, logistical element of thinking, how do I take this idea and make it a reality within the practical environment that I'm working in. If you, that's the thing that, because it's now December, that is the thing that um, we find a lot where if someone wants to do a really big advert or a big shoot and it's the middle of winter, you have to think, okay, if it's Christmas, are there going to be lights up everywhere? Is, it, is everyone going to be in Christmas jumpers? It's thinking about the practical realities of where you're actually doing the job. And you only get like 40 minutes daylight yeah, exactly, because we're day. basically in Iceland now. <laughs> a day. Um, and um, I think, and that's the and that's the thing with with pre production. It's not only developing ideas, but it's it's also getting as much sorted out as you possibly can. The worst thing that can happen is when you're doing a shoot and you send filmmakers somewhere, or you, or you show up to a location and no one knows what's going on, and every and the venue owner might look at you like, "Get out! What are you doing here?" And and it's about covering those bases. It's about just ringing people up, asking the questions, getting stuff booked in and organised. So um, who would you involve in your pre-production process? Would it be um, just internal people? So our filmmakers, our sound people, animators, visual effects people, uh, runners, etc. Or do you include and involve the client in that normally? Um, I think it's a mixture. I think you rely on, I rely on filmmakers, um, people in our industry to direct me in terms of what they would need to do the job so I have to kind of I end up or we end up being in the production element being that kind of middle ground between what the client wants to see and what the client expects versus what our filmmakers can practically deliver Um, often those do line up because during that creative planning process me and you know kind of what is a red flag and what can go ahead and stuff so we'll steer people more in that direction but it's it's a bit about it's it's kind of finding that balance between what the filmmaker needs to do the job versus what the client wants. So um, when where's where's the line um, in in terms of pre-production between kind of like would things like I don't know um, not necessarily film related things be included in pre-production? So you know things logistical things like. I don't know where people are going to go to the bathroom, where people are going to break yeah. out. Um, is there um, is there shelter if it throws down rain? Um, oh, where, where are we going to where are we going to plug kit in to charge batteries? Um, well, this is this is where um, you t- taking that information from the client, taking it from the filmmaker. You then run ahead and think, okay, 
realistically how much equipment will we need how many batteries will we need you have no idea how many batteries we'll need for a job or how many how many cables how many this and 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 you go through that process of the first thing I would do is I would take those ideas to the filmmaker or to the people who I would basically book in the filmmakers for that shoot and the crew for that shoot um and then when normally the client will have an idea of where they want it filmed, they might be at their offices, they might know someone who's got a venue that we can film at. Um, and once you've established that location, either the client, a lot of the time they tend to just say, I know this person, I'll drop them a line and we just get that information and we show up at the right time. Um, but a lot of the time we're asked for risk assessments um, that will obviously because there's a lot of equipment and filmmakers that might show up to a place that they don't work at. So we got to do a bit of a health and safety check, which is really important. Um, but as well as that, I think it's there are practical things, which is why what I give to the filmmaker before they show up on a shoot is a call sheet from us. Um, and in that call sheet, it essentially has all the information about the job um, that they need to know from us that the client has given us. So that is practical information like um, where they're going, when they're going, what they need to bring with them, whether they're using some of their own kit or we're supplying them with our equipment. Normally it's the it's the latter because we've got so much of it. Um, but then within that as well, it does go into those other details like um, phone numbers and addresses and Google Maps screenshots and what three words and as much as much information as we can give them, um, as well as things like weather. Um, like what what's the forecast meant to be for the day that you're filming if it's going to be absolutely chucking it down it's about letting them know that information so that they're prepared to respond to it and do you have a contingency generally when there's a when if, if it's if it's <laughs> if it's forecast to be terrible terrible weather what do we do do we bail out i mean i, I mean i'm only i'm only asking the question from a from a punter's perspective here we would try i think well as from previous experience doing the uci road world championship in 2019 as you can remember that i do was, remember being in a ditch <laughs> in about two foot of cold water yeah. that was torrential rain and but but we did the job and it's that's obviously not saying that we will stick out any any terrible weather at all times but we will do what we can to do the job and i think as long as the filmmaker is aware and we're aware of what's going on the thing with the thing that i find particularly with pre-production is anything to do the client should never keep a secret from us at all. Like there shouldn't be any surprises with us at all. Cause we've, we've had that in the past where we've been working on events and someone might be doing a performance and it'll be like, Oh, they've got a surprise for you and stuff. And we, and that makes me nervous. We don't like surprises because we need to be able to react to things before they've even, before you've even thought of them. Yeah. I mean, the surprise for, for, <laughs> for the live stuff, for the event type work, the surprises are for the audience. The surprises aren't for the, for the, colleagues and for the professional crew yeah um i mean we've had that in the past where they've had surprise guests on stage or they've um got a surprise set or hey we're bringing on a dirty great harp that we haven't <laughs> mic'd up or whatever so yeah we, we're 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 aware of that and you're right i think that um the client has got to give us every scrap of information and often things that we that that people wouldn't ordinarily think is important stuff like you know, it, are there any plug sockets anywhere? Is and then to to aid us building our um, risk assessment. You know, where are the trip hazards? What, what are the you know what are the issues? Is there any parking? You know, we've got yeah. a van <laughs> van loaded full of crew and kit. You know, where where you know, where we're going to stick well, it? It's all, all all practical things like that. I think yeah, and lunch breaks and if they're going to get fed and stuff like that. And well, I'm, my mother can provide full <laughs> catering to. She always offers that. Um, but yeah, and and. The thing with pre-production is what I like to establish 
is that we don't ask these questions on the day. And I think that's that we don't want to be showing up to a shoot and bewildering the client with loads of questions going, well, where do you want us now? What what are we doing? What are we doing? You want to <coughs> essentially get all the questions you need out the way preferably weeks before the actual shoot because what happens is is that you ask all these questions maybe on a zoom call phone call in face to face you get all the information you need and then the client can go away and crack on with their day and when we then show up to the shoot we do the job we go home the client will be there going well, I didn't even I didn't even see you were there you yeah, just did often, it so we often well get that, that, we're, that, that they hardly knew you were there you know yeah, that you were... but that's because we've got all the information we need there's nothing worse than feeling like we have to bombard people with loads of questions and, and stuff right in the moment it just makes it stressful pre-production is essentially there to make the actual job itself stress-free I think, a, I think a, a pre-production checklist as well which I think is a really valuable thing as well where you literally literally write down you know kit crew uh, eventualities you know everything you could possibly think of and you go through it in detail you tick them off and it might seem a bit a bit laborious and not very creative but i think it's so essential and yeah. it's proven it's proven so essential in the past that you know have you actually got everything you could possibly think of dealt with before the before the big day because yeah. th- as we've discovered whenever you're out on a set whether it's whether it's a, um, a live event or whether it's um, a promotional film or an advert whatever it is it takes on a pace of its own mm. you know it, it suddenly things it, you know it's like the quickening it's like um it's like highlander everything everything <laughs> everything takes on a new a new pace and before you know it you're up and running, you know, if it's an event, you've got a, you've got a, the crowd are in or the, the talents on the stage and you're in it and it's, and it's, and it's rolling. So, I th- you know, it, it's really, really vital that this pre-production um, side of things is done, as you say, mm-hmm. often days, weeks in advance before. Well, it's, the, before it's unfortunately the thing that's really overlooked because people don't realise that you have to do it. And, and, and that's the same for, you know, even people in our same industry might not do as much pre-production as they should have because it isn't that exciting. It's more like project management work. It's not the, the filming and the editing. It's, it's, it's more desk-based. It's more kind of just sending emails, phone calls and stuff like that. But you do it and once it's done you are so grateful for it when you're on that shoot. And, and when you've got, but in our job and in our industry and how film, it's it's when you've got the information in front of you, it's a cakewalk in that respect. Like when you've got everything you need, we can do everything the way we want to do it. But the the, the thing you just want to avoid is pestering people on the day for loads of information. And at the moment you don't, the moment you're not prepared is the moment it's just, ridiculously stressful and it's not worth I it. I think I think you're right. I think I think the key the key thing is that as as an organization we're good at reacting. We're good at we're good at um being able to be flexible, but e- but we can't possibly make it up as we go oh, along. God, no. the, the the two are, the two are not the same, you know. Being flexible on the day and and kind of being being in the moment and 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 accommodating the client is one thing but winging it and making it up as you go along is definitely not us right. and it's is nightmare. not not a not a thing anyone should be doing but there's there's some there's obviously some projects where you are a bit more by the seat of your pants a little bit because it might be that you are at an event and when it's happening in the moment you can't really control what's happening around you so you have to kind of just go with it so sometimes you know, you might go with slightly less information, but that's because you don't know how the day's going to go. But you do know generally what you want to achieve by the end of that day. And I think that's really important. There's no point just showing up to an event and just 
throwing a camera out there and seeing what happens. There has to be a final, Absolutely. final like angle, really. But that was really all about pre-production. I mean, do we even get on to post-production? Or do maybe we... it's another podcast. Maybe we make a separate podcast. Let's do a separate podcast. Well, there we for... go. We so can... pre-production. So um, <laughs> everything before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Stick it's, around. <laughs> it's really important. Well, and it's it's and if you are obviously wanting to do your own stuff or make your own stuff. Pre-production can happen on a really small scale as well. Even if you're about to make an Instagram reel or you're about to make a little video for your social media, just before you pick up that camera, just think practically about what you want to achieve and plan ahead, even if it's just the night before, thinking, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? Because even that in itself is pre-production. It's planning for some kind of production you're going to put on. But my last question then, I have to ask you a question every single time. This one is obviously incredibly professional. If you were a biscuit, what biscuit would you be? If I was a biscuit, what biscuit would I be? Because that when I when I had my first my first job interview um within the creative industry, that was the question they asked me. And I remember my heart sank, but it stuck with me since. Well you see, um <laughs> you see I'm gonna be controversial here because um I'd probably be something like a shortbread. Really? Like a shortbread finger. But <laughs> but <laughs> is that even a biscuit? I don't know. Well, to the Scottish, it is. It's, that is a Scottish thing, isn't yeah, so it? I'd, I'd say I'd say a versatile because because when you've got it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See why this is why I was on the spot when I was in that job interview and they asked me because I went, I don't know, custard cream because I'm I'm sweet. But then, I, but then questions <laughs> like that, I don't know. Well, I <laughs> see. Oh, see, I think if I was going to be a biscuit, I would probably be a bourbon because they're the underdog of the whole thing. Everyone goes straight for the custard cream. No one goes for the bourbon. But I'm, you're either in the bour- you're either a bourbon or a custard cream. But I'm going to go that. Or maybe oh, I, might, I might be like a, just a digestive, <laughs> a versatile digestive. <laughs> A Stick a bit digestive. of cheese on. You've, you've got. A, you've got. Ooh, a, yeah, you what? can. Seriously, you can. You can. You can. We've turned eyes of other people in this room by just saying <laughs> cheese on a digestive. Try it. Trust me. Hell no. That that's not going to happen. Okay, so that's 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 a discussion for another day. Um, so that was everything for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you are listening on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, please give us a rate and review. Um, you can listen to this wherever you get your podcasts, um, and also on www.howlfilm.co.uk. If you want to be on the podcast or you got a question for us, do let us know. We will try our best to answer it in as professional a way as we can. Um, and we'll look, we'll look forward to seeing you again next Tuesday. So bye.